Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome to Saving Lives in Slow Motion. Today, I'd like to talk about health and our environment. Now, there's loads of things that affect our health day to day. And in my health loop, which are the eight factors that give rise to our health at any one moment in time in terms of laying out our health story, one of those factors is environment. So just a quick reminder, the other ones are diet, exercise, sleep, stress, exposure to sunlight, historic infections and genetics. Um, environment is a, is a big one because it's a bit of a dumping ground for everything else that could possibly affect our health. And in that I would include things like medication or living conditions or financial issues, you know, things that um, are not necessarily in our control but would definitely have an impact on our health. So some things we, we can't do very much about. But I want to look at the ones that we can do something about. So many years ago, I started asking my asthmatic patients um, about mould in their homes. And this was particularly in those um, patients that were just reattending and not getting better. And, you know, the medical model, which is based on evidence, is to adjust inhalers and increase treatment in a stepwise fashion. But if that's not working, you need a rethink. And there's often this pressure to refer into secondary care so that a respiratory consultant can take a look. But actually going slightly upstream and asking other questions and looking for, you know, things that might may well be innocuous that are actually making this person unwell is always worth a go. So that's a really simple example of one way that I have become much more aware of the impact of our environment on our health. What are the other common ones? Well, the difficulty with this kind of area is that if you are too aware of environmental factors, you just won't be able to live your life normally because the planet is pretty toxic. We are surrounded by things that affect our health. So one of the ones that's crept in in the last 
60 years is plastics. Think about the impact plastics have had on our lives, positive and negative. On a global population basis, you know, they're responsible for a lot of pollution. Um, think about what happens in the sea. But also, on an individual level, they affect our hormones, they're chemical disruptors. But as I sit here now recording this podcast, if I look around me, there are several things that are made of plastic. And, you know, I'm not saying you should replace everything that's plastic with alternatives, because you, you just can't. Um, you know, the headset that I use at work to phone patients is made of plastic. I mean, what can you do? So apart from what I'm going to link in the show notes, I'm going to just go through ones that I think are important and probably do silently affect our health quite a lot. Now, two that we are in control of um, to a very large extent are smoking and alcohol. I think we know about that. But I'm going to talk more broadly about environmental factors. So the first one is loosely linked to smoking, um, is air quality. Air pollutants are responsible for a lot of respiratory illness, but also they increase inflammation. And actually, it's also linked to heart disease, including stroke, as well as certain cancers. So that's quite a hard one, because depending on where you live, you can't really do a lot about air pollution. And several years ago, I made a short film for the BBC in Hong Kong about ways to minimise your exposure to air pollution. And I'll post that in the show notes. Now, um, other things that you can do to minimise um, the effects of air pollution, so there are quite a few papers out there about diet and air pollution. And, you know, the kind of naysayers that poo-poo this sort of stuff, or those that, you know, haven't really taken the time to understand how this works. Because I think, you know, it's important to understand these things. One of the things, and again, I'll post a link to this, uh, that happens if you eat a lot of greens, for example, is that green vegetables support something called phase two detoxification in your liver. So this is not that kind of wacky detox stuff. This is actually biological detoxification that we learn about in biochemistry textbooks. There's no sort of fad here. This is just how the body works. And other um, foods and drinks like garlic, celery, green tea, you know, there's no need to kind of become some, you know, extremist where you're just going on and on about having these in your routine. Just, just incorporate them, which is what I do. Same goes for berries, really high in antioxidants. And of course, drink lots of water. So beyond wearing masks and avoiding bad air, those are some things that you could incorporate to lessen the effect of air pollutants. Okay, so what else? Air pollution's a big one. Well, while we're on that topic of air and, and things that we breathe in, carbon monoxide poisoning is something you've got to be aware of if you've got a gas boiler, and of course mould, as I just mentioned earlier on. The mould one, particularly if you have asthma, but even if you don't and you have mould at home, I think it's a good idea to get rid of it. Uh, mold is, is something called a mycotoxin and just causes havoc with the respiratory system, can cause havoc, and, um, and also sometimes the skin. Okay, enough about air already. So let's segue into skin, because I just mentioned skin at the end there. MI allergy. Again, something I noticed 
maybe 10 years ago. And what would happen is that you would get people turning up to the surgery with what looked like a massive allergic reaction on their skin. Um, a doctor would give them a course of steroids and antihistamines and they'd be back again in a week or two saying it hasn't gone away. It kind of went away for a bit and it's back. Often affecting the face, the eyes. And MI stands for methyl isothiazinone. And it's an additive that you'll find in things like soaps, shampoos. It used to be in makeup products, but since 2013, it's now illegal to be part of stay on makeup products because what MI is, is, is it's a skin sensitizer. So the more you're exposed to it, the more likely you are to develop an allergic reaction to it. So if you've got unexplained kind of itching or redness that isn't really eczema, you've been to the doctor perhaps, have a look around the house for this particular ingredient in anything that you use that touches your skin. You'll often find it in washing up liquid as well. And other things that, as I say, environmentally can cause um, issues are things like fabric conditioners, which can really irritate the skin. Two other quick ones for skin. You'll notice if your water is soft and you live in a soft water area, your skin is likely not to dry out as much. If you're in a really hard water area like me, your skin dries out quite a bit. And if you've got the means, you might want to think about a water softener or just moisturise. Okay, what else affects our health that's part of the environment? I think it's worth mentioning the invisible things, like bad relationships, a bad working environment. So those things can really affect your health. If you've got a really bad work culture, and most of us spend a lot of time at work, that will affect your health. You know, if you've got a boss who's a narcissist or a bully, that isn't good. And sometimes we're blind to these things because we often just accept the status quo. But it's worth stepping back sometimes and, and taking a look at those things. And even in your other relationships, you know, with your partner or siblings, you know, are they having an effect on your health? I certainly have come across many, many cases of toxic relationships um, being quite damaging. Another external thing in terms of relationships in a different sense is social media, of course. There's lots of PR out there about the benefits and harms of social media. And to be honest, people just make up their minds based on their preferences, I think. But you've just got to decide what's working for you and what isn't. And my own view is that actually limiting it is is a good idea. By the way, something that's popped into my mind, ventilating your home is really important to prevent the build-up of mould. I think when it comes to other environmental impacts on our health, I, I don't want to go too hardcore and kind of talk about specific things that are bad for us, you know, like phthalates in plastics or BPA, which is in plastics or inside tins that you get canned food. It's good to be aware of these things, but given the climate we live in, you've just got to do what you can, even if you can do one or two things like drinking more water, ventilating your house, exercising, because, you know, that definitely helps us to sweat. And sweating is, you know, one of the body's ways of getting rid of toxins, for want of a better phrase. And, you know, there are other little things to think about. For example, uh, the story I've told time and time again, the guy that was eating six cans of tuna a day. 
tuna is a big fish it has quite a high mercury content so it's not the kind of thing that anyone should be eating six times a day and remember we're all individuals some people will be able to handle that level of mercury intake quite well because we're all biologically different but some people won't the other thing is we've got to remember there are people on this planet um, that are lucky to be able to drink clean water so this is a luxury really being able to kind of remove things from this environment that we have created in order to make our lives easier plastics is a great example but as with everything you know too much of anything isn't good so i think in summary with environment and health it's good to be aware of the social um, hazards to your health cultural hazards biological physical chemical it's not something i'm consciously thinking of all the time but if you are laying out your health and having a think about things in your environment that may be affecting your health that's not a bad list to use so i'm going to end with a story about a lady who had mystery symptoms and came to see me about 10 years ago and this is where my interest in environment and whether it can make you ill arose i didn't have a clue what was going on she complained about pain in her arm headaches fatigue and dizziness and used to work as a secretary in a small solicitor's office somewhere in london and you know i'd sent her to physio we'd done x-rays um a load of blood tests nothing was coming up and actually truth be told i'd almost given up on her because I just didn't know what was going on. But the more I saw her, the more information I got about all aspects of her life, one of which was about work. And actually, there were two things going on with her. One was that she had a total tyrant of a boss. And the second was that she was based in, in like a effectively a small terraced house in a really small room with a damp ceiling and during the course of knowing her you know what general practice is like you don't see people that often sometimes you don't see them for years the next time I saw her about six months later for something completely unrelated in fact she'd come in with one of her children I asked her about her health and she'd actually changed job and her health issues had just melted away all of her symptoms which were real had gone now, some people would just say, well, they may have just gone away anyway. But it was obvious that it was her work environment. You know, she had a terrible boss and was in a room that sounded like it might have been a health hazard. Now, I'm not saying that damp can cause all of her symptoms or a bad boss can cause all of her symptoms because it's very hard to measure cause and effect. But we know that these things can have an effect on her health even though it might be difficult to measure it. And so it's just a lesson in sometimes stepping back and doing a bit of a 360 on your life and looking at things in your environment to see if they may be having a bad effect on your health. Okay, so that was environment and its impact on our health. I hope that was useful and it's given you something to think about. Now, I'm super excited because tomorrow i am presenting at plm live prescribing lifestyle medicine live down at county hall 
any of you who are health practitioners or know any healthcare practitioners, in the show notes at the bottom, I'm going to link to the website for prescribing lifestyle medicine because there's a course that healthcare practitioners can take and also if anyone wants a last minute ticket to tomorrow it's a great opportunity to get one you do have to be a healthcare professional and actually the theme of what we're talking about tomorrow is circadian rhythm and sleep things that can be affected by our environment thank you so much for listening i really appreciate your support it is overwhelming at times and makes me realize that you know there's a reason behind doing this and i'm really grateful Uh, until next time do stay well take care look after yourself and until we meet again bye for now deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.